Broadcasting live from the KSHP studios in the heart of Las Vegas, Nevada. It's time to get on the right side of sports betting. It's time for the Odds Couple. Welcome to the Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, live and worldwide on Vegas Video Network. My name is Scott Pritchard, a professional sports better handicapper featured all over my own website, Pritchard'sPicks.com. I'm joined by the GM, General Manager, KSHP Radio, Brett Grant. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Good morning. How are you, Scott? How are you, young man? I'm doing well. Let's get Any started. Better I'd be twins. I always love it when you say you're featured all over your own website. You like well, that? Of course you are. All right. You should be. I like it. Yeah. That's kind of the point. Exactly. I also do some comedy on the side. Just very little. Very little. <laughs> yes. Thanks. But it's probably not a good idea if you have to explain the punch. I, no, I got it. I like your <laughs> delivery method. Let's get started with What Say You, L.A., alive and well. On a daily basis, I throw the Los Angeles Angels under the bus, the most overhyped, overrated, overpaid team with the most overhyped manager on the planet. But don't look now. The Angels have not won one but two games in a row. Boom shakalaka. Well, as they said in Bull Durham, and if you win three in a row, that's called a winning streak. <laughs> so we'll see if they can do that. And I, I guess you know, here's what happened, Scott. Since UCLA won the College World Series, neither the Angels or the Dodgers have lost a game. They were embarrassed by the Bruins. <laughs> the Bruins said, hey, we're the best team in town. Now, the Dodgers swept the Dwarfs, as they like to say, the Giants, uh, out of the ballpark yesterday. They got a nice series coming up with the Phillies. But the Angels on the road in Detroit winning back-to-back games. They have an early game today, but they're swinging the bats really well. And the funny thing is it's not Poulos and Trumbo that are swinging the bats. It's the top of the order with Trout and and Ibar, and then it's guys like Kendrick and Morales and those kind of – not Morales, Kendrick and, and some other guys down towards the bottom, Shuck, those guys getting the job done for them. Well, today, Trumbo, the home run hitter for the Angels, not playing. He needs rest, I guess. But last night, interesting because the Angels, they had won seven consecutive games against the Tigers. Interesting how some teams have other teams' number, a la the Houston Astros have the Angels' number, four consecutive wins in L.A. Pittsburgh Pirates interleague game. I was there this past weekend when the Pirates took three. Now tied with the best record in baseball. All of baseball. We talk about how the Pirates have been the best team at the bet window this entire season. I love their pitching uh, throughout. Their bullpen is solid. They play, I mean, their third baseman defensively, not very good, but Alvarez, he can hit the ball uh, very well. I look at this team. Uh, I want to get back on topic as far as the the Angels go. Right. Last night at Detroit, Josh Hamilton, does he hit left-handed pitching? Not normally. Terrible. Right. Terrible against left-handed pitching. Alvarez was the starting pitcher for the Tigers last night, and he's pitched three times. First two times, two of the three times, he looked very, very good. Now, the Angels, they had their starting pitcher, Hansen, who was scheduled to go but felt some tightness and during the warm-ups decided to uh, scratch himself from the lineup as opposed to just scratching himself, period. <laughs> Which is what baseball players do. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, I've heard yeah. that. Well, they, but it was kind of interesting because like they had not – I mean – once I received the starting lineup, right? Howie Kendrick, one of my favorite players on that team. I like two players on that team, Kendrick and Trout. Right. Kendrick out, Borges out, and Josh Hamilton in. You have to like the Tigers. Right. You have to like the Tigers. And yet, when they <laughs> – bottom of the first inning, it's scoreless. Some no-name stiff Billy Buckner is the starting pitcher now. That's why you want to list your pitchers. Right. The Tigers, two of their first three batters, jacked it out of the park only to lose. Welcome to the world of handicapping baseball. The Angels, right. with that makeshift lineup on the road with a makeshift pitcher, beat the Tigers for the eighth consecutive time. Well, and you talk about when you're making a wager always on listed pitchers. So even if you like the Tigers in the game, at least your bet didn't go through as long as you picked listed pitchers but if you said action you had action jackson actually so, you don't have to say anything right. it's it, they put it's action unless you unless clarify you pitchers always only. whether you're dealing with an illegal bookmaker at the corner bar on main street in your your town outside of las vegas or dealing with the sports books in nevada or dealing with island accounts 
always list the pitchers. Random things happen, but they happen a lot more. If you, again, imagine betting the Angels, hypothetically. I can't imagine anyone in their right mind ever betting the Angels. But, and then you have this guy, Billy Buckner, that's going to be pitching. But they won. And you'd be upset because you would have said pitchers, listed pitchers. And then they would have won, and you would have gone, oh, no, my bet didn't count. Well, we we you're already having that steak dinner. We throw the Angels under the bus on a day-to-day basis. But the fact is, this team, we've been riding this team all year long, betting the over, over, Red Rover. Red Rover, I love the over. been singing a song about betting the Angels over. No team has been better since April 1 when I started promoting this. Some trends I've been on, other trends a la... I keep thinking the Pirates are going to come back down to earth and they just keep on cashing tickets. But the Angels, along with the A's and the Tampa Bay Rays, those three teams have been dead over teams. The fact is the Angels in their last three games have scored 30 runs. So that 30! Means, that means today's over is probably a bad idea. Because, well, who knows? But you, you, but it's, they're streaking, and when you're when a team's starting to play well, and the Angels are starting to swing the bats consistently, and they're getting better pitching, but more than anything, they're getting production, and they're not getting that production from the you know they're not getting it three, four, and five in their lineup. They're getting it on the periphery of three, four, and five. They're getting the top two guys. They're getting the bottom three or four guys in order that are producing. And if you get Pujols, Hamilton, and Trumbo also going at the same time, that lineup can be devastating. Well, they hit one through nine. There's no doubt about that. They do struggle against left-handed pitching. But why would you say that today would not be a good overplay? Well, I'm just saying because they've been streaking. I don't know. Yeah. I think I played it for the okay. over. But yeah, no, well, I mean, again, the, but sometimes at, the less you know, the more you know. You don't have right. to. Well, but we've talked specifically as far as why this team has been a dead over team. And I think the sports books are still, they've proven that they have not caught up to the public perception on this right. team. Well, the thing with those guys, though, I mean, Pulo's batting 249, Trumbo 256, Hamilton now at 215 on the year. What I'm saying is if those guys get their averages to where their career averages are, which is all significantly higher than where they are right now, Pulo's is a career 300-plus hitter. Hamilton's about 270, 280. Trumbo's about 270, 280. If those guys get their numbers where they're supposed to be, this lineup is going to be devastating. Well, even more so. But the other side of the coin would be, do you think – Guys like Shuck and Ibar can continue clipping along the way they have? Well, I mean, I, th- I think well, Shuck's probably – I think Peter Borges, when he gets back and gets healthy, will go right back into that spot. Shuck's a little bit of a defensive liability, as we saw with the Pirates That would over be the an weekend. understatement. So I think he broke a leg going to pick up a ball. <laughs> I mean, he, just, he was running and he blew a and tire. did he just run into another teammate yesterday or yeah, the day before? Yeah, he's, he's like a – He's a like train wreck, this guy. He's like a bowling guy. ball out there, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, I like Manny Ibar a lot. I think or Eric Ibar, I should say. I think he's very good, and I like what he brings to it. And I think he's a he's a table setter. They can move him into the top of the order. They could ha- have him at leadoff. They could have him at eighth or eighth or ninth, and be a second leadoff hitter batting towards the bottom of the order. Harris can do that as well. I mean, I, th- I think they're offensively they got a lot of variables and a lot of good ways that they can put that lineup together. I think the key to the Angels' success is going to be can they get the quality pitching when it's important? No, in a word. Hell no. So the question is, a month now, a month from now, we have the trade deadline. Will the Angels be moving any pieces to get them pitching? Who knows? Who yeah. knows? I mean, your so. guess is as good as mine. Right. I look at what we're looking at today. I basically tie up my money for an hour and a half. I look at the first five innings of a game more times than not if my bullpen is questionable. And being primarily a dog player, I mean, you know, I want to I want to address the fact that on this show, I love the show because it's archived live and worldwide Vegas video network. We give out our play each and every day, the right side. We stopped keeping records for this. Once the NBA finals finished, I was on a a run of 21 wins, 11 losses, ATS against the spread documented on this show. But for baseball, when you're dealing with money lines, win percentage is tossed right out the window. The idea is you could be a 40% handicapper and be rich if you're getting plus two to one. Conversely, you could be broke being a 60% handicapper if you're laying two to one. So money lines, the, the, the topic of the day in regards to baseball handicapping. We do a lot with totals. ATS against the spread for football, basketball. Again, the break-even point, 52.4%. I talked about the fact that I'm featured all over my own website, PritchardsPicks.com. I'm doing another sports betting seminar at Harris on the Strip called How to Make Money Betting Football. It's going to be Friday, September 6th from 9A to 5P. You get a big, fat discount by going to my site, 
sign up by August 20th. I'll be joined once again, friend, colleague, mentor, fellow professional sports better, Dink. Dink, featured in the movie Lay the Favorite, starring Bruce Willis as Dink. Never too early to talk football. Of course not. Are you excited? I am. It's, we're, we're, what, a couple, two, three weeks away from training camp, right? A little college football action. I write a weekly article in Gaming Today, sports betting newspaper, mm-hmm. on Major League Baseball. That's going to transfer into college football. Been featured on VegasInsider.com, as I mentioned. We have a million views per day. College football last year, 61, 62% winners, ATS out of the 40 to 50 handicappers, professional sports bettors on that side. I was either first or second. They document the uh, top three in each category, which is kind of cool. One of the few sites that timestamp and document their plays. Tim Donahue, my buddy, the former NBA official from 1994 to 2007, reached out to me after documenting and, and tracking my plays for quite some time, wanted me on his site. I'm dialed in there. His site is called Ref. Picks.com. Tim Donahue was on our show. Wasn't that an interesting yeah, conversation? Was, it was. Yes. Game seven, talking about the mindset of officials and how corrupt David Stern, the commissioner, is and how corrupt his stable of puppets, right. NBA officials are. Of course, Tim seemed sincere, felt bad, misses officiating. Call me crazy, but I don't think he'll be back. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> he probably misses the income stream as well. Probably. From fixing no. games. <laughs> <laughs> but we will have Tim back on the show. My buddy Lem Banker. Lem Banker, an icon in this town, 86 years old, came to Las Vegas 1958, broke, went on to win, make millions of dollars, documented countless TV, radio interviews. This guy is a living legend. He will be on this show, The Odds Couple, every Friday for football season. Love Lem. He's a great guy. And as I mentioned before, uh, at his house maybe a, a month ago, and he works out every single day. I'm 48 years old. Lem is 86. But as I've said before, I'm pretty sure he could kick my ass. Probably. Well, a lot of people could He's probably. He's got probably better stamina. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. I think Why do right. I get winded? Is it the weight? If I don't know. It could be. You think? It could. Well, probably picking up that big left chicken wing and trying to swing it a couple times. Probably uh-huh. pretty tough, right? Presents a challenge. I'm tired. You know, a couple of swings. The studio line is open. We'd love to hear from you. Questions, comments, concerns, 702-221-7283. That's 702-221-7283. You want to talk sports, sports betting, live chat up and running. Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. What a debacle. I'm so upset. Really, I'm upset. This guy, great athlete, great tight end, but it does not look good for Aaron Hernandez. This guy has been taken into custody, charged with first-degree murder, a number of gun charges as well. I was talking to my buddy Mark from the sales office before we came into the studio today, and it's so illogical to me to think, uh, far be it for me to judge, but I have to say, uh, a guy 23 years old, $40 million contract, all he has to do is not get into trouble. Right. What a great life. But well, this guy, not forget that, he goes out and actually allegedly kills somebody. His friend. That was, you know, it's, it's, it's a really odd story. But when you look at I mean, the NFL has really gotten a pass, Scott, when it comes to the violence and, and the arrests that happened in the NFL. They're, since the Super Bowl, which is what? First of February, basically. So you go February, March, April, May, month of June. There's been 27, 28 guys arrested in the NFL just since that time. Now, people say, well, that mirrors the, the society. So the NFL is not really different. Well, how many guys making millions of dollars? I think you got to compare it a little bit. Guys making millions of dollars, how many of those people are getting arrested? So let's compare the economic stature of these guys versus a comparable economic stature. You know, somebody who gets arrested for prostitution gets arrested once a week is not the same or somebody selling crack on the corner. But some of these are are rather minor offenses like a, I shouldn't say minor, but somebody gets arrested for a DUI or something like that. Okay, it's technically a misdemeanor. But, and then all the way up to murder. But there's gun charges. There's weapons charges. There's drug charges. There's all kinds of things that are going on. And Aaron Hernandez, if you remember back to the draft when he was drafted, he was a first-round talent. He dropped to the fourth round because scouts said, this guy's not a good person. And they knew that by going into people. People at Florida knew that. I've talked to friends of mine since he was arrested, guys who, who go or season ticket holders to uh, Gainesville and go see the Gators and are huge Gator fans, they say, no, this guy was 
bad news from the get-go. So then you look at, well, okay, there's the reason probably why he dropped in the draft. And Belichick says, you know what? I like his talent. I'm going to get as much as I can out of him. And you saw what happened to the Patriots when he fell off the wagon, so to speak. He was gone about a minute later. Uh, but that's what happens in the NFL. That's why the lifespan of some of these guys is so short in the NFL, is they get themselves in trouble. And I guess if you're always a knucklehead, you're always going to be a knucklehead. doesn't matter how much money you've got in your pocket. But at some point, the NFL's got to do something about this culture with these guys who think that they've been able – you know, the problem with, with athletes in general, but specifically in the NFL and probably to a certain extent the NBA, is guys are leaving school early. They're not getting the education they need. They've been coddled their entire life, told how wonderful they are, what great athletes they are. Then they might have good intentions, but they get all the hangers on they try to take care of way too many people, and next thing you know, they get themselves into trouble in, in a variety of ways. You're listening to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, live and worldwide on Vegas Video Network. Studio line open, 702-221-7283, live chat up and running. You know, I've, I've talked about before, we've all heard the saying that the love of money is at the root of all evil. But I say it, and I have a different take. I believe the lack of money is at the root of all evil. Desperate people do desperate things. So to echo your point in regards to the numbers in regards to serious crime offenders, the general public compared to, say, professional athletes, pro football, I think the number is higher. I think you're being conservative. I I, I read recently 31 arrests in the National Football League since the Super Bowl, which was the first week in February, and I think that's conducive. It mirrors society in general. But your point, Brett, is well taken because, again, I think in the real world – you'll have desperate people doing desperate things. But you would think a gentleman making, and I use that term loosely, right. gentleman, a guy making $40 million a year to play football for or the best storied franchise in all of football, it, it's it's mind-boggling to me. Well, I think it, you know the other thing, and, that, and I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but they get a big signing bonus. So he signs that $40 million contract, and I'm sure he got a lot of money up front with that. And, of course, he lived in a beautiful estate. up in. He's from Connecticut, uh, he's living up in that neck of the woods. And, you know, the circumstances around what happened, it's not the point. I mean, the crime is horrible in what had happened. But, you know, for him, if you look at all the ancillary things that have gone along with it, the destroying of his cell phone, the destroying of his home security system, trying to hide a variety of different things. I mean, obviously, this was not the acts of an innocent man like you talked about yesterday. Innocent guys don't run around destroying evidence. It just doesn't happen. Well, the... Heart goes out to uh, Mr. Lloyd's family, a 27-year-old man, physical sense, gone forever. It's very, very tragic in that regard. But, boy, it does not, I mean, based on, we only know what the media is telling us. We only know what the DA is saying. But, boy, oh, boy. And, of course, you're innocent until proven guilty. But there is a reason why they took this guy and arrested him and are are charging him with first-degree murder and additional gun charges as well. It sounds like his two buddies basically threw him under the bus. There is a second person in, in custody as well right now, so, uh, and I'm sure this will get a lot more information about this as we go through. But, you know, from a cultural standpoint, the, the other factor, and again, nobody talks about this, so I'll be the guy that says it, of the guys, I'm looking at pictures of all the people that have been arrested so far, uh, and the vast, the overwhelming majority of them are African American. So there's got to be some kind of cultural education, something going on with regards to getting to those guys and getting to those athletes to get them to understand better what's going on. And, and number one, they do, they, you know, I'm not talking about Aaron Hernandez specifically, but people will put you, if you're famous, Scott, and you're not, so it's okay. I'm not? I'm just teasing. Since when? <laughs> people will try to put you into bad situations. People will try to take advantage of you. And these guys, unfortunately, some of them have fallen victim to that part of it, and then they go out and try and get their revenge on the other side. Or they have people that they associate with who don't necessarily have their own best interests in mind. They're out hanging on to the superstars so they can get into the clubs and they can get a part of all the action that comes along with being around a marquee player. And those guys are ne'er-do-wells as well, and they're just a matter of time before they, they get themselves in trouble by who they hang around with. So a lot of these guys need to cut their past associations um, and, and start anew, but they don't. They bring, you know, they bring the neighborhood along with them, and it just, it just takes the problem from wherever they grew up into the problem that they're in the city of now. Well, based on what you're saying, I respectfully disagree, only because when you're talking about you're looking at some of the 31 
individuals who have been arrested in the National Football League since February, uh, some of which have been African-American. But my point is it's a numbers game, man. 95% of the athletes in professional football are African-American. You're not going to see any Asian dudes in that lineup because, what, maybe one half of 1% actually well, there's, are there's gifted plenty, there's to play? There's plenty of white guys in the, in, the, in the league. There's plenty of white guys in the league. I'm not sure what the percentage is versus, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the league's not 90-plus percent black in that regard. Really? So, I don't think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All right. We have to. It might, might be sixty. Might be. It might, might <laughs> but be not 60. ninety. It's not ninety. Okay. It's not that high. All right. You're we listening to, to the out. odds couple: Brett Grant, Scott Pritchard. Individually, we're not too impressive, but together we are the odds couple. We talk sports. Together we're sports. Four hundred plus pounds. <laughs> really? You I'm, weigh a hundred pounds? I'm only a hundred and. <laughs> 100, what do you say, 282 you are? I'm 121. One, one 403. 403. All right. We have to do something about that. Will you? Uh, we, we together have got to get under 400. Can you drop three, four pounds by the weekend? <laughs> I, can, I can do it. <laughs> well, let's bring in the big bad wheel. We're going to talk baseball, baseball total. The wheel deals with an objective point of view. The professional sports better Bet with your head, never your heart. Check your emotions, check your ego at the door. We have the Blue Jays taking on the Red Sox. The over-under for this game, 10 runs. I am forced to make an argument based on what the wheel says. Brett automatically has to make an argument for the other side. Red Sox hosting the Blue Jays, over-under 10. Who am I arguing for? You've got the under. Under 10. All right, I'll take it. 10 is a push, 11. Runs have to be scored. I've got... Wang Chung pitching for Toronto today. Wang is on the mound. <laughs> Lester for the Red Sox. Man, I tell you, this Red Sox team. That's I'm Ching Ming Wan, the former Yankee. Yeah. Remember okay. him? He was pretty good for a while. Yeah, yeah. Right on. But I like Lester. I like the Red Sox. I'm telling you, this team, there are so many gimmicks. <laughs> the last two days, fortunately, I made a lot of baseball plays. The Red right. Sox, the last two days against the Colorado Rockies, I, I laid the lumber respectfully, getting 20, 21 cents the best of it, because never mind if it opens 55, if it closes 76 and I'm laying 55, obviously I'm doing something right. I do a lot of overnight baseball lines. But the Red Sox, I mean, it's easy to say now, but I stepped up and bet the last two days, the last two games, Lackey looked extremely good. I, I mean, I want to talk about the Red Sox and the fact that they're in first place. The American League East projected to, to be in last place. Toronto Blue Jays projected right. to be in first. They happen to be worst right now as it stands, but they are certainly playing much better baseball. So many gimmicks. Think about it. Interleague-based baseball, there's a difference when a National League team, I mean, if the Yankees are going to Boston, not a big deal. It's not much of a road trip. You know the gimmicks there within the park. You right. play them 18 times a year. But Colorado Rockies traveling across the country mm -hmm. to play two, three games in Boston, Fenway Park. I'm telling you, with the DH, so many variables come into came into play they really had a tough time dealing with the uh the wall right i mean a couple of times they're expecting it to bounce off the wall and it <laughs> it lands on the warning track oh, and other times <laughs> they other times they go back to make the catch on the wall it bounces off the wall and they're run they get on their horse they're yeah. running 20 yards to the guys are going for a triple so the red Sox, they're at home today against toronto lester is going i like him i like him mm -hmm. lefty I love left-handed pitchers, a la Kershaw, last night with the Dodgers. So 10 is a bit happy. I realize it's a hitter's park. I realize Toronto, home run hitting team, but I'm telling you, 10 is a bit happy. Play the under. Are you kidding me? This game might be 6-5 in the third inning. <laughs> Tor Tor Toronto's swinging the bat very well. They're comfortable at Fenway Park. It's you got to park the car and go into, into Yonka's way and watch the Red Sox. But anyway, you know the Jays playing better. They, they, uh, yesterday, a two-hitter for R.A. Dickey. Rod Dickey. Probably see a doctor if you have one of those. But, hey, a two-hitter. Best, best day of, of his uh, young career with the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. But, uh, you know, the, the other thing is with, with, with Wang uh, back pitching uh, for the Blue Jays in Fenway Park, I didn't, I didn't look at his numbers, but he's probably started a lot of times in that particular ballpark. And uh, my guess is we have a total of 10 because he hasn't pitched well at Fenway Park, my guess has been, when he was with the Yankees. Now, the Yankees and Red Sox are famous for those 12-hour games that they play at Fenway Park with no rain delays. Uh, but, you know, two teams that can swing the bat, a couple of teams that I think are, are pretty good over teams. They, hit a lot of hit, they both hit a lot of fly balls. I could see this game going over the 10. 
The over-under in the Blue Jays-Red Sox game today, 10. I had to respectfully argue the under. Brett automatically had to take the other side playing the over. The reason we do this is because the smart sports better deals with an objective mindset, and you should be able to make an argument. Sometimes we're guilty of being that horse in a horse race where we put on our blinders as to not be distracted, and we have tunnel vision. We only see one side of the equation, but you have to see both sides of the coin. Is this game the highest game on the total, or highest total today, on the board today? It's possible. 10? So there you go. There, the other theory is you take the highest total and you play it over. You take the lowest total and play it under. So there's another Well, that's really not the, the point of the what I've said in the no, past. No, it, if it's overly inflated, for instance, like in right. Colorado, if it's 11 and a half or something ridiculous, or in a National League game, if it's hmm. six or even a touch of five and a half, there's a reason why. And about 60% of the time, play the under. It is extremely low. This is not an extremely high number. This is a fairly common total. At Wrigley Field, if you see a 13, bet the over. Right. That because means the that means out. there's a hurricane <laughs> in center field and it's going out. That's a good point. I can remember, I think it was Harry Carey years ago. Right. There's a fly ball to Ryan Sandberg, the second baseman. No, wait, it's back. It's gone! Exactly. <laughs> so if, if the wind There's is going out. a pop-up on the infield. <laughs> but what most people don't realize, Brett, you do because you're a Chicago boy, even though you're a Cardinal fan, which is kind of interesting. Well, I grew up in St. Louis, but I, sp- right. I served time in Chicago. Uh, right on. That's right. Thing, yeah. Good way of saying it. J- with Julie the, and Jake and Elwood. <laughs> the, when the wind is blowing in at Wrigley, it's nearly impossible to get the ball to go out right. of the park. So I use that as a, a better barometer when the wind is blowing in considerably. Mm-hmm. It knocks down a lot of deep fly balls. So keep that in mind, betting totals. We talked before, we're big on education, some entertainment, even some humor now and again, surprisingly or not. Of not. You look at the over-unders. I do a lot with totals, and I do want to address, we talked about the Angels, but what about the Oakland A's being a dead-over team? Right. We talk about this every day, but the numbers keep bearing it out. The Angels... The A's, the Tampa Bay Rays, those three teams, dead over teams. Do you think that's going to continue? Well, I think they're very good offensive teams. You know, the A's are the team. I guess it's a bit surprising because you don't think of them as being a great offensive team. I think they're, and and, and they certainly don't play in a ballpark that is a offensive-minded ballpark. I mean, it's a very spacious outfield in, in Oakland with a lot of foul ground, as we talked about. You know, Tampa's a little bandbox inside the dome where, you know, they're hit, hitting the balls off the roof and you're going, where did the ball go? Uh, and stuff. But there's, uh, you, know, you know, the Angels, I would expect them to continue to hit. You know, the A's, if the numbers adjust a little bit, there could be a lot of value when it comes to, to total playing under if the value comes up and hitting, hitting them on the right side, I guess, with regards to, you know, zagging when when the number uh zigs in our favor with stuff you know i wanted to ask you the the dodgers have won four games in a row we talked about it a little bit yesterday but now they have a series with the phillies and i realize zach granke's pitching today and they're a big favorite dollar 82 favorite but do you I mean, we talk about playing a streak and not not blindly playing a streak but if you're going to play a streak play a streak uh, in that way, if, you, if you're wrong, you're only wrong when that streak ends as opposed to trying to buck the trend and go against the streak. But are the, are, if objectively, not saying you have to play today's game, are you comfortable laying a dollar eighty, dollar ninety, two dollars with the Dodgers right now? I love the question. I have to say I don't lay lumber. I don't lay big numbers. But I'll give you an example. I would absolutely lay the $0.82 cents based on one condition. If the closing number is minus 202 or the closing number is minus 92 and I can still catch an 82. A couple weeks ago, the Padres were playing the Giants, and on the run line, I laid 90 cents for the limit, which is a dime, 1,900 to win 1,000, plus 1.5 Padres. They won the game straight up 5-3, but plus 1.5 minus 90. It closed plus 1.5 minus 214. So instead... If you bet it right at opening pitch, you have to put up $2,140 to win 1000 I bet it early and only had to put up 1900 to win 1000 And when I laid the $0.90, cents, it was minus 205 So I was getting $0.15 cents the best of it. The money kept coming in. I, there were a couple of late scratches for the Giants. There's a reason why, and that's why it's important to FTM, follow the money, at least know, and, and again, be on the move early or against it late. So we don't blindly just follow that win-loss streak, it's one of the barometers, one of the tools that you use when handicapping a game. 
But the Dodgers have won five consecutive games now. Kemp did not play last night. He right. is he is going to play today. Kershaw was the man last night. So when to answer your question with Grindke on the mound, Dodgers looking good, feeling good. They're at home. The Phillies, the, I can tell you this, you better respect uh, Cliff Lee is not going today. But right. when he pitches, this man, bet the first five innings for the uh, Phillies. I'm telling you, this guy has been uh, – I, I love betting on, on Cliff Lee. But for the first five innings, I don't trust the bullpen. Five straight wins for the Dodgers, and they're still in last place, but they're only six games out in their, uh, in their division. So you don't, you don't think of them as being like Miami, being in last place and 17 games out. They're getting it together. They're still seven games under 500. And I guess with the surge now, both the Angels and the Dodgers, a little bit of the surge, maybe a little heat off of Mike Socia and Don Medley right now because that was well, starting to get built. It was building. Well, it, I build it every day because they both should be gone. I mean, why does the Angels manager get a free pass? They haven't done anything since 2003. And it's one thing if you're the Cubs. As I said before, the bar is so low and the Cubs still underachieve. The Angels, the bar is so high and understandably so. They spend so much money. Their payroll is way up there as opposed to, say, the Oakland A's. That's why I love the way the A's play. They play baseball the right way. They get people, they get them on, get them over, get them in. Right. And now they're hitting home runs as well. The Padres have been a surprise. This team, wow, how do you not like the Padres? I mean, I don't like them because I haven't been betting them. But Mark Mayer, gaming today, like you were on the Cardinals early. You've you were been on the Pirates, okay? Mm-hmm. Mark Mayer's been on the Padres. It's like, why? where were you guys in March, April when I was handicapping the upcoming season? It's like, man, we all could be rich. That's true. They, well, the Padres did lose the last two games to the Phillies, ironically enough. So the Phillies are going into... L.A. with winners of two in a row. The Pirates had the day off. They've won six straight games to surge to the tie the Cardinals for the best record in baseball. Uh, and the National League, do you, do you look at uh, balance of the league? I mean, there are a lot of interleague games going on right now, and the American League has the advantage in interleague, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they've got the better league one way or the other. I think they're just used to playing their style of baseball versus the adjustment when the American National League has to adjust. Just like we saw in the NBA Finals, I mean, the – not to take anything away from the Miami Heat, they went 45 and four, 45 and three, something ridiculous after winning 27 consecutive games. In the National Basketball Association, when you do that, it's really saying something. I give them credit. Only one other team in the history of the league had won more than 27 consecutive games. But the fact is the Western Conference was locked and loaded. The top six seeds were stacked. In the Eastern Conference, you basically had the Heat and nobody else with the exception of the Indiana Pacers, which really more about the Pacers had to do with the fact that they were a matchup problem, much like the Bulls were a matchup problem for the Heat. But you saw the Spurs, even though perception said and the odds maker said the Heat are a good-sized favorite against the San Antonio Spurs. You're only as good as your competition. And so from a handicapping standpoint, it's very, very important to notice. So, for instance, if you're playing in the American League East, and let's say you're 50 and 20, hypothetically. Right. That is much more impressive than being 50 and 20 in the American League Central because there are no right. Sisters of Mary in the American League East. They beat the snot out of each other, roughly playing each the Yankees and Red Sox and Tampa Bay Rays, Baltimore Orioles, and the Boston and the uh, Blue, Jays. Blue Jays play each other 18 times each. The Tigers, they're gifted, they're talented. Their manager is overrated, in my opinion. They're bull- uh, finally, they sent that clown Valverde back. But the fact is, they're playing Kansas City, the White Sox, and Cleveland. So, I mean, all records are not created equally. The numbers do tell the story, but you have to look into those numbers and because they're not all created equally, if you think about it. Right. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know the Cardinals and the Pirates, for example, they have to play each other 14 more times after the All-Star break. So it'll be a dogfight for those two teams. And the, obviously the Reds are still very much alive uh, in that particular division. So I think, you know, the second half of the season is going to be fun, of course. Well, and there's money to be made today. So I hope I answered your question in you regards did. to the Dodgers. Would I lay the 82 cents? Two things have to happen. A, I have to have a strong opinion. And B, I have to get the best of it. If I have a strong opinion and it's 82, but it's 82 everywhere, I'm not going to play it. If where I can lay game, 82. Uh, where did that game open? Do you know? What game? The Dodger the Dodgers, game? Yeah. I believe last night. Well, again, lines come out the night before. Right, right. I was tracking the Dodger game, and it inched up. I'm thinking at station properties. I, I'm trying to think. It was it was not as high as 82. 
I'm guessing 74, 75. Let's see if I can look it up here real quick. Just yeah, the opening number. And again, different places have opening numbers, but the good barometer is to see what they're doing in the islands because the right. the, the sports books in Vegas just basically they just copy whatever's being done. You know the the, the, uh, the thing about baseball, which maybe you get. Maybe we have time to expand on this or not, but I'm looking at some of the places. Well, you know, if you go to Vegas Insider, you get the LVH, the Mirage, William Hill, the Wynn, Caesars. Some places are doing 10 cent lines, some are six cent lines, some are 20 cent lines. So, how much of that do you, does it play as a factor uh, for you from the shopping standpoint? Because really, it's not necessarily having you having to choose a different number. With a 20 cent line versus a 10 cent line, they're already giving you an advantage, a built in advantage already. If it's minus 30 cents, we know in football it's a 20-cent line. It's minus 10 cents in regards to the point spread. If you like minus 3 or plus 3, you have to lay 1,100 to win 1,000, so it's a 20-cent line. In baseball, inside of 50 cents, it'll be minus 30 plus 20. Mm. Now, some places, a lot of places are whores, and you stay away from those places, all right? Minus 30 plus 10 is is not good. Or minus 40 plus 20, that's a 20 cent line as opposed to minus 30 plus 20. That, what that really means is that the real number is 125. So if you can get positive equity plus or minus 125, you can balance the scale. I'm not a big, I try to negate and minimize juice to the point where I don't pay any. And you can do that by shopping. But it's a fair question because you'll see even if a place is laying minus 210, the take back is plus 180, which is a joke. Right. You still, it only take, you still might have a bad number. They can err because the juice is 30 cents. But let's just say that the real number is minus 220 and plus 200. Or let's say that it's minus 220 plus 205. So it's really just... It's about numbers. Right. People make the mistake of thinking it's about teams, but the fact is I can make an argument for any team if you give me a, the right number. Well, and some, and by some right, I mean I, a winning number. Right. Well, some lines, I mean, even the, the same shop will have some of the games will be at a 10-cent number and some of the games will be a 15-cent number. Why are they doing that? Well, they do that because, again, obviously you're not going to have a 10-cent line if it's a 3-to-1 favorite because you okay. cannot have deviation or disparity because you open yourself up to – have professional sports bettors like myself take free shots at you, pot shots at you all day long. Right. So you'll have, when you have a 10 cent line, it'll be when it's minus 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 cents. But anything over 50, they generally, but but it'll some go places to, will it'll go, go to 15 cents and it may 20, go, then it might 25, go to 20. 30. And if okay. it's a three to one, there'll be a 50 cent line gotcha. on there. Okay. But again, just look, you obviously, it comes back to shopping. And it's critically important to get good numbers. I've never impressed, as I've told you many times, with countless people off the street. Everyone's a hero, and everyone, after the game <laughs> has been played, everyone is a hero. I have conversations like this every night at the sports books. People say, man, I knew this was going to happen. I told you, I told you, I told you. They tell me this. I told right. you, I told you, I told you. And look, I'm ahead 7-1. to one. I told you. And I simply say, how much did you bet? $20. Really? Wow. You knew this was going to happen and you felt so confident that you bet $20 on the <laughs> game? I'd hate to see you bet. What do you bet when you're not so sure? A dollar? Exactly. Good point. They'll probably still $20. But the question I always ask people, you can always tell if someone is sharp mm. or not. Because, I mean, people will tell you that they win, but they won't tell you when they lose, right. generally speaking. And that's fine. Floyd the only, the only thing, The only thing I ask is... When someone's telling me that they won, it's like, wow, I saw you yesterday. You didn't say squat about liking I mean, this, that, or the other. But I, I want to finish my point. Okay. One second. And the idea is, what number did you get? Because if you laid 45 when it closes 65, win or lose, I know you're a sharp player. Never mind if you won or lost. Why? I mean, if they say that they won, I'll say, what, did you, what number did you get? They'll say, I laid 62. It's like, you're an idiot. Why would you lay 62 when you right. could have laid 45? So in other words... Instead of betting $1,450 to win 1000 you bet $1,620. But you must really be good that you can not only predict these games, but you can piss away juice, he 17 bet, cents, which is $170 per 1000 that you bet. He bet $25 to win 20 instead well, of 22 doesn't matter. to win 20 I mean, but the, value uh, is value no, because right. everyone's different. And, and I have news for you. Just be, If a guy is betting big money, doesn't mean he's moving the number. Right. 
and it just means that he might have a good job or a good career. But I'm reminded of what, uh, I believe it was Bob Martin, legendary bookmaker at the <laughs> Stardust years ago. I think it was in his book. He talked about how some tourists bet $10,000 on a game, and the number stayed the same. And this other guy, professional guy, came up and bet 330 to win 300 on a total, and he moved the number. And the guy who just bet 10,000 said, "How is it I bet 10,000 and the line stays the same?" And this guy bets 330. He said, and he simply said, Bob Martin simply said, "It's because I respect his opinion." Meaning he's a professional. Right. He's in there every day and he's moving the number based on limits, 3 to 500 on totals. You had a right. question? Well, my question was when it comes to making a wager for you, uh, I know a lot of people do money management. They'll do units. They'll bet X number of units on a game. Let's say a unit's $100, five units this game, 10 units that game, one unit this game. What about you? Do you just bet that you, you're going to bet your standard amount on every game if you like it, or what do you do? I bet limits. So I generally bet totals, and totals are nickels and dimes. I mean, overnight baseball, they'll limit you to nickel, a nickel or a dime. And I, I mentioned before, NBA basketball second-half totals, $500 is the most they'll take at a lot of places. Why? Because it's a beatable sport. Now, they'll let you bet one or 2000 on a side, but, again, why – it's meaningless then what I'm doing with totals. If I'm, if I'm bet, my expertise is in betting totals, betting first half, second half. So the idea is more times than not I'm betting the limit. So for you to ask me if it's a unit play, right. one, two, three, two things. One, I have to have a strong opinion, and mm-hmm. two, I have to get the best, the best of it. it. I mean, my ego. About, what do you feel about people who do? There are professional people. I'm going to put that in quotations, not to insult you who do advocate unit and money management systems more so than what you're talking about. How so? Well, they'll say, okay, I have a good feeling about this game, so it's going to be worth X number of units, and this one I still like it, but it's only worth two units. It's only worth a third of that. Well, you, I think you're talking you know? about ha- – there's a big difference between handicappers and professional sports bettors. Okay. Obviously, if I get information that – and I actually called Dink, my buddy Dink, last night after the the Tigers and the Angels, when that game started – I said, did anyone see this coming? Because I, I have access to up to the second info. Right. And I did not know that Billy Buckner was pitching. Okay. And so I called Dink. I said, did anyone else know this? Because obviously if I knew Tommy Hansen was not going to be pitching, are you kidding me? Right. Well, I'm going to pop, 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 pop the game. So there's your multiple unit game. What, what I think you're saying is you have handicappers that are saying this is a one unit play, this is a five unit play. Right. It's like why would you give out a one unit play? Why isn't everything a five unit play? I can answer that as well. Okay. People pay me for my opinion, and I can't on Vegas Insider. They're selling my plays for thirty five dollars a pop. My site fifty dollars to a hundred dollars a pop. But if I have a guy who's moving serious money, I can't. I can't certainly be giving out my plays for free and charging people top dollar. So it really has has to do with I. And every single play I give out here on the show and every single play on my site, Vegas Insider and RefPicks.com, every single bet, every single play I give out, I bet. But obviously, I cannot be giving out a free play and then charging someone else for it based on professional right. courtesy. But getting back to uh, calling Dink last night after the game started because it's like, wow, this is crazy. Billy Buckner and, and Dink said no one knew because they announced it. It came across in the top half of the first inning that Hansen has been scratched as a starting pitcher. So there's no such thing as one unit through five units. Obviously, if I have information like that, I'm going to pound it. Gotcha. Because that makes sense. Because it actually, there was a move late from 45 to 60 cents, and now we know why. But, but no one, yeah, but no one, and of course the Angels won. Win that's what's crazy. Right. But that's more of a ham, handicapper, scam-decapper mindset more than it and please don't confuse a professional sports better with a handicapper professional sports betters detest handicappers i caught a lot of grief when i started selling my picks but the bottom line is i got tired of every tom dick and harry saying scotty p who do you like today scotty p who do you like today now i simply say go to my site well hey you're talking to me now just give me your play it's not fair to the people paying now screw off and go to my site there you go was that too harsh? That was good. I like that. <laughs> you need to be more direct. All right. Yeah. What, how do I really think? Exactly. How do I really feel? You need to be more direct. All right. We're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Have you ever thought you should be on the radio? Or have you considered doing an online video show or podcast? If so, now is your only chance to do both at the same time. 
KSHP and the Vegas Video Network have teamed up to provide the only multi-camera broadcast quality video and live radio simulcast in Las Vegas. And instead of having your show played at some ungodly hour, the KSHP Vegas Video Network partnership is producing shows that play from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. Imagine having your own radio show broadcasting to the entire Las Vegas Valley and combine that with an online presence that is viewed in all 50 states and 150 countries, both live and on demand. This is a first and an outstanding opportunity to give voice to your business, your ideas, and your talent. If you'd like your own show on KSHP and the Vegas Video Network, contact us today at 221-1200. That's 221-1200. Welcome back to The Odds Couple on KSHP AM 1400 Radio, Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. My name is Scott Pritchard, joined as always by my good buddy, GM of KSHP, Brett Grant. Together, we are The Odds Couple, live and worldwide on Vegas Video Network. Studio line is open, 702-221-7283. We've been screening those calls. Keep them coming. We'll put you on the air one time, maybe, if you change your attitude. Maybe not. All right, now live chat up and running on the network. We would love for you to reach out to us. A number of ways you can do that. Email us at oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. That's oddscouple at vegasvideonetwork.com. Also, we have web-based voicemail. We'd love to hear your voice on our show. Go to our site, Vegas Video Network. On the right-hand side, a red bar. Click there. Middle of the page, a green bar. Hit the Start Record button. Live chat up and running, as I mentioned. If you miss this live, no worries. Check us out, Vegas Video Network, YouTube, iTunes, Roku. You know, we talk every day about sports and sports betting. You don't have to look far to find frustration. Is it frustration? Or Bingo. Is it one word? It's, it's, you don't have to look far to find frustration. It's multiple syllables. Are you kidding me? Are you exactly. Frustration. Are you kidding me? Alex Rodriguez, also known as Aroid. Is, uh, is driving me crazy, and I'm sure he's driving the Yankees crazy as well. He tweets the other day that says, the doctor says I'm good to go. The Yankees general manager, Brian Cashman, says, when it's time for the Yankees to announce something, we'll announce it. Alex, shut the you-know-what up, was basically responding back. Now Rodriguez is saying, something's up. The Yankees are deliberately slowing my ability to return to the team, perhaps to try and recoup... 80% of his $28 million contract with regards to an insurance premium. All, all contracts are insured. If Alex doesn't make it back, they could claim that he was medically unfit to play. Thus, the Yankees wouldn't have to pay him. They would have $28 million out of their pocket. They would still get 80% of that back. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Alex Rodriguez and the Yankees if he makes it back, when he makes it back, what kind of timeline is it um, that they're taking? They owe him. They still owe him about $100 million. Um so I think it's it's really interesting to see what's going to happen with the A-Rod and the Yankees about if he comes back. So uh, very intriguing. Do you think Cashman overreacted per his comments? A little bit, a little bit. But, you know, at the same time, I think A-Rod, the doctor that A-Rod uses, apparently maybe that's the guy that gives him all of his steroids. I have no <laughs> idea. Hey, my Roid doctor said I'm good to go. A doctor <laughs> named Brian Kelly, who I don't want to disparage, uh, but I just did. Uh, he said he gave me the green light to go and start playing again. But, again, that's not the team doctor. The team doctor has to clear him. The Yankees have to decide where and when he's ready to go. Um, so I think there's some hurdles. Maybe A-Rod was a little premature. Maybe Cashman was a little bit too hard on him. Somewhere in the middle lies the truth. And if you're the Yankees, here's the biggest question. Do you want him back with all the problems he's caused and how bad he was at the end of last year and with the cloud of steroids still over his head? Do you want that back in the Big Apple in the second half of the season? It's one thing if you're a distraction but you're producing – a-Rod, unfortunately, based on past performance late in the year last year, was a distraction and was not producing. So it's a fair question. For my Are You Kidding Me segment, listed pitchers. Are you kidding me? I've always said, get listed pitchers. Get listed pitchers. Last night I saw an opportunity. I've been saying I've lost enough money betting, uh, betting on the Angels. So I'm done. But then I thought, you know what, maybe I'm being a little too hard on myself. Maybe I need to take this information, use it to my advantage, and continue to talk the talk, walk the walk by dealing with an objective mind. And I'm thinking, okay, I see, I get the starting lineup info, and I see for the Angels, Howie Kendrick out. Peter Borges out. Josh Hamilton in. He cannot, does not, will not ever hit left-handed pitching. I like 
Alvarez for the Tigers. Mm -hmm. Angels, as bad as they are, they really struggle against left-handed pitchers. So I ran to the sports book, ran, and I laid 45 cents on the Tigers' listed pitchers. I, oh, you have to say listed, otherwise it's action. I always say listed pitchers, and about 50% of the time I see it's action. So now I'm watching the game. Bottom so they screw it up inning. regardless when you say listed pitchers. They'll still screw up your ticket. Absolutely, all day, every day. Yeah, I'll bet the over, they give me the under. I bet the dog, they give me the favorite. I say listed pitchers, they give me action and say, take it. So, yeah, it happens you say, all the time. Luckily, you're still standing there and you're looking at your ticket saying, no, dude, that's not what Well, you have to, okay? Right. If you're betting dimes, thousands of dollars right. on these that's games, you have to. But they're off the hook. They just put up a little sign that says, please check your ticket before you leave the bet window. Really? Now you're off the hook? Really? You just put up a sign there, and now because the ticket writer is incompetent, 1100 to win 1000 and you make a mistake, Mr. Ticket Writer, making $10 an hour, you're overpaid. $2,100 mistake, and when it happens and I give them the ticket back, I'll say, listen, no big deal, just a $2,100 mistake. They don't even apologize. Right. A little common courtesy. And not even a cocktail. No, nothing. <laughs> four. Four drink tickets. That's, That's it. it. Whether you're betting a 10-team $10 parlay or you're betting $10,000 a day. Oh, no, we can't give away any more than that. Right. So you cash out, you get thousands back. Hey, listen, I've, can I get a couple of drinks? No, no, we only do that when you make a bet. It's like, could you call the supervisor? Oh, I feel like it's a schmuck. I feel like I have to kiss butt and beg. Can I get a cocktail, please? I don't even you. drink. Right. But for the pretty lady at the bar, sure. my girlfriend Jessica, she would like a cocktail. That's a good point. Now back to your, uh, are you kidding me? Did you finish your thought? Was there listed, a thought? I don't know. Was listed, there a point? We're on listed pitchers. So I bet, I bet the Tigers. Right. Listed pitchers. And now I'm watching the bottom half of the first inning, and I'm thinking, who's this stiff Billy Buckner for the Angels? <laughs> right. And I'm thinking, Tommy Hansen pulled, scratched because of a bad shoulder, tightness in his shoulder during warm-ups. And I'm thinking, wow, this is interesting. I've got this ticket. I'm, I'm just hoping and praying. I'm hoping that the ticket writers made a mistake. Yes, and I missed it. Knowing that it's remote, that those two things would happen. So I checked my ticket. And it had action. Listed pictures. Oh, bummer. Listed pictures. But it had action. So I was you bummed. Would be more angry well, if it said action. Well, I'll get to that. Okay. So listed pictures, and I'm watching the game, and two of the first three batters for the Tigers jack it out of the park, and I'm thinking, my oh, gosh, why couldn't they make a mistake with action, right? Right. The Tigers lost. Exactly. 7-4 final. Up 2-zip, lose 7-4. That's crazy. Some stiff double-A, triple-A Buckner character so ended up beating the Tigers. Refund. So refund. I'm, I'm free rolling, baby. Exactly. I'm loving it. I'm liking it. I like it. I love it. I want some, some more, more of it. it. Yes. So, yeah, uh, the embarrassing part is that I was wrong. Imagine that. It happens. I was, I was wrong, but I saved money. It's a great feeling. It's a great feeling when you were dead wrong and it didn't cost you a